Asia Pacific Currents. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. It's five minutes past nine o'clock. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Jodie Peskett. We're taking you through to 9.30 this morning. Of course, this is our second show for 2023, but it is the first with our, with a co-host. So Jodie, how, we should check in with you. How was your holiday and end of year? Uh, look, it was good. It was busy, um, but good. I had a nice, uh, I think, five weeks off work. So I was, I was living the dream. And that's what unions fought for. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we had a, a full and active and uh, tumultuous start to the new year. And last week we brought you that story about the two-year anniversary of the coup in Myanmar. Today we're, we're bringing you just news from around the region Um uh, we've been trying to get a story from our um, war comrades, warriors of the Aboriginal resistance, because, of course, you will know that the charges against them were finally dropped. Victoria Police um, just basically caved in. They didn't have sufficient evidence. The grounds on which they were fined, those ridiculous COVID fees for organising a Black Lives Matter uh, rally during COVID, um, those charges just didn't stand up and those charges were dropped. Uh, and the Fines were dropped. So congratulations to our comrades and we'll hopefully have an opportunity to talk to them uh, in the coming weeks. But we're going to start now with news from around the region and we're going to kick off in Iran, which of course uh, is still um, having these major, major protests in relation to broad democracy issues. But unions around the world have now come out in solidarity and in support with them, particularly Education International. So on the 8th of February, Education International joined with other trade unions all over the world for a global day of action in support of Iranian teachers and workers in their struggle for decent working conditions, union rights, democracy and freedom. Education International called on its member organisations to show solidarity with the labour and democracy movements in Iran. And on that global day of action, which again was the 8th of February, EI called on the Iranian authorities to immediately and unconditionally release all workers and unionists detained in connection with their union activity. To immediately and unconditionally release students, teachers and other citizens detained for their participation in peaceful pro-democracy protests. And I think we're up to something like 10,000 people that have been arrested for um, the pro-democracy movement. And they're also calling on the Iranian government to guarantee and protect the right to freedom of association and assembly for all citizens. Iranian teachers have long been advocating for their right to self-organise for better working conditions and free quality public education for all. They've also been at the forefront of pushing back against increasing assaults of privatisation on the education system. The teachers' legitimate demands have consistently been met with intimidation, repression and violence. And on May Day last year again... A wave of repression targeted teachers all over the country. More than 230 were arrested on baseless and false national security charges in violation of their rights to freedom of association, to organise and to freedom of speech. 
The authorities were desperate to stop the peaceful trade union demonstrations over teachers' poor wages, the inadequate education budget and the imprisonment of teacher trade unionists. Okay, and the International Federation of Journalists has published a full uh, its full annual report on journalists and media staff killed in 2022. The 32nd report details 68 killings of media professionals, including targeted and bomb attacks and crossfire deadly incidences. There were also 11 deaths due to accidents and illness. The roll call of loss and tragedy in journalism during 2022 is dominated by the death tally in Ukraine, where 12 journalists and other media workers were killed, followed by Mexico, where 11 people, journalists were killed, Haiti, 7, Pakistan, 5, and Colombia and the Philippines had four killings each. The IFJ says that the lack of action and political will to tackle impunity for crimes committed against journalists is contributing to the current safety crisis in media and calls for an international convention at the United Nations dedicated to the protection of journalists and media professionals. The Federation's final report also lists the names of 375 journalists and media workers currently behind bars, a new high since two years ago when the IFJ began publishing lists of jailed journalists to mark the International Day for Human Rights. China and its allied um, administration in Hong Kong topped the list with 84 journalists in jail, before Myanmar, which has 64, Turkey, which has 51, and Iran, 34, and Belarus, 33. And we're going to go to Japan now uh, and look at um, some of the statistics in declining union members in that country. But of course, uh, this trend is replicated world over. It's not just a problem of the Japanese working class. It's something we all need to look at, but uh, alarming nonetheless and worth reporting on on Asia-Pacific currents. The 2022 basic survey of labour unions recently released by the Ministry of Health, Labour and Welfare shows that there were just under 10 million labour union members for the first time in five years. As of June 30, 2022, there were about 9,900,000 labour union members in Japan. The percentage of workers belonging to labour unions in Japan fell by 0.4% percentage points year on year to an estimated 16.5%. The the ratio of such organised workers had risen at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, but declined year on year in both 21 and 22. The current percentage is the lowest since 1947, which is when statistics were first compiled. The number of women in labour unions was about three and a half million people, which is an increase of 2,000 people, but still coming in at 0% just because of the scale um, of workers in that country and that occurred over the previous year. But the ratio of female trade union members to overall workers was 12.5%, which is three percentage points lower than in the previous year. The overall numbers of workers in Japan, including both regular and non-regular workers, increased by half a million workers year on year, whereas a union, whereas a number of union members decreased by about 86,000. Among union members, the number of part-time workers increased um, by 41,000. So at least an increase in part-time members, which is traditionally a difficult part of the sector to unionise and organise. But Pretty um, miserable statistics, again, not just for Japan, but for all of us. 
It's 11 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. We're going to go to some community announcements and then more stories from the Asia-Pacific region. Is drinking costing you more than money? Alcoholics Anonymous provides a free and anonymous recovery service to anyone who wants to call it quits. Join millions of other alcoholics worldwide and take your first brave steps towards a new beginning. There are thousands of AA meetings happening every week across Australia. If you'd like to find your closest meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous or have any questions regarding this tried and tested treatment for alcoholism, call 1300 AA AA AA. That's 1300 22 22 22 or visit aa.org.au. This community service announcement is sponsored by Alcoholics Anonymous. Bikers Against Child Abuse. Backer exists to create a safer environment for abused children. We exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. We stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established United organisation. If you would like to know more about Backer, please visit our website at bacaworld.org or call 1-800-692-222. A 3CR supporter. to me, lover, I've secrets to tell. Hi, we're Dash. And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Come to me, sweet. All right, you're back with us. And now we head to Korea, South Korea, I should say, where a major labour union of construction workers has filed a defamation complaint against Land Infrastructure and Transport Minister Won Hee-rong on Thursday the 8th of Feb for his remarks depicting construction unions as gangsters responsible for increased housing prices. Gosh, that's familiar. I was going to say. (laughs) In a meeting with construction industry officials last week, one said construction labour unions are behaving like predatory gangster organisations and he pledged to eradicate illegal practices at construction sites by labour unions. One also previously claimed construction unions drive up house prices by demanding extra payments on top of regular wages for unionised crane drivers at at construction sites. The Korean Construction Workers Union, affiliated with with the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, accused one of inciting hatred towards labour unions through fake news as it filed the complaint in the Seoul District, in the Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office. Of course, uh, no one ever accuses lawyers of driving prices up or anything like that. And crane driving would have to be one of the most dangerous um, jobs. But yes, we'll go to um, Kuwait now, but um, uh, an issue of migrant labour, particularly workers from the Philippines. The Philippines has actually halted deployment of first-time workers to Kuwait after a maid's murder. Uh, On Wednesday last week, the Philippines decided to halt the deployment of first-time workers to Kuwait following increasing reports of abuse, including murder of Filipino migrant workers in the Gulf state. More than 268,000 Filipinos live and work in Kuwait, where 35-year-old maid Julabi Ranara was killed and her charred body found abandoned in a desert last month. The killing had sent shockwaves across the Philippines, sparking calls for a deployment ban until a review of bilateral labour agreements. 
The Philippine government has so far suspended the accreditation of new recruitment agencies in the Gulf country and is now stopping first-time workers from seeking employment in Kuwait. Migrant Workers Secretary Suzanne Opal said the department is not yet imposing a total deployment ban in consideration of other other overseas Filipinos who had worked for years in Kuwait and Philippine officials are preparing for talks with the Kuwait government. Another abuse case emerged from Kuwait this week after media reported that a Filipina worker was reportedly paralysed after jumping from a window to escape her abusive employer. There were more than 24,000 cases of violation and abuse of Philippine workers in Kuwait in 2022, according to the Department of Migration of Migrant Workers, uh, and that's a significant increase from 6,500 such cases in 2016. All right, now we're in in India where more than 86,000 workers and employees of the Maharashtra State Public Electrical Companies participated in an historic 72-hour strike from midnight on the 4th of January. Um, They are striking over privatisation of electricity in that state. Even despite the attempt to evoke the Maharashtra Essential Services Maintenance Act to end the strike, the Maharashtra electricity sector was absolutely paralysed by the shock of the strike and the government was forced to capitulate to workers' demands. However, the deal is already being undermined by a proposal by the state government to produce a separate electricity distribution company for agricultural consumers. This would open the way for government deregulation of electricity and is opposed by progressive trade unions in India. Despite this massive victory, electricity unions are urged by the rest of the union movement to keep struggling against these latest developments and to anticipate the government's next move. We're going to go to some community announcements and a song. The song is Time Is All I Have by Kutcher Edwards, but some community announcements first. St Kilda Festival is back in 2023 with two days of summer fun, Saturday 18th and Sunday 19th of February. Saturday kicks off with a celebration of First Peoples artists including Christine Arnu, Jem Cassadaly, Dean Brady and more. On Sunday, the party takes to the St Kilda streets with hoodoo gurus, Yothu Yindi, Confidence Man and heaps more. Free and all ages, see the program at stkildafestival.com.au. St Kilda Festival is a 3CR supporter. If you're a charity or community group looking for office space or a co-working space, Ross House has rooms of different sizes available, from 15 metres squared to 100 metres squared at affordable prices. Many charity groups already call Ross House home, so if you're interested in joining a vibrant community or working towards social justice and environmental sustainability, please visit rosshouse.org.au or contact reception during office hours on 9 650 1599. Ross House is a 3CR supporter. Desperation, but I know that they 
time is all I have My past I leave behind Thinking out tomorrow That's all that's on my mind Dreaming of a place I'd rather be For it's not that far away Together with my friends and family Is where I want to stay Time is all I have My past I leave behind is 23 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. That was Time Is All I Have by Kutcher Edwards. This is Asia Pacific Currents. We are giving a roundup of news from around the region. And there has been an outpouring of international solidarity support for Turkey um, and, and Syria following a number of devastating earthquakes in the region in the last week. So the Building and Woodworkers International, which represents 12 million workers worldwide, 
expressed its deepest and most heartfelt condolences to the working people of Turkey who lost their loved ones, lives and loved ones as a result of a series of destructive earthquakes that hit the country. Uh, the hearts and thoughts of the BWI also go to the thousands who were injured by the calamity and they wish them all a quick recovery. Then the UNI, Global Union, uh, and their affiliates in 150 countries also express solidarity with the people of Turkey and Syria following the devastating 7.7 magnitude earthquake. Their hearts also go out to those who have been affected. Um, the UNI, Global Union, goes on to say that they mourn the loss of at least 20,000 lives and extend condolences to the many more who have been injured or lost homes. They say that they're proud of the swift response of the Turkish trade union movement in providing aid and shelter to those in need and they call for urgent international support to rescue those who remain in the rubble and they declare that together we will rebuild. And finally, in that solidarity section, Industrial, um, who have affiliates in manufacturing energy and mining sectors in Turkey, have launched a solidarity fund to help rebuild that country. All right, we're still in Turkey where women workers were laid off in Baktu Textile in Bursa after they joined a trade union. Feminist Rebellion Against Poverty and the Women's Committee of the Union visited the women who, as of the 11th of February, are on day 119 of their sit-in in front of the factory. The mostly women workers of this textile factory claimed that they were laid off because they joined the union. However, the company claims it was merely downsizing. The workers claim that some of the issues related to the job for which they joined a union and started organising included the right to go on toilet breaks without harassment, but the workers claim they were laid off two days after they unionised. During the sit-in demonstration outside the front of the factory, the company brought out containers of an unknown chemical resulting in the women and children needing to be hospitalised. When questioned about the containers of chemicals, the company's security responded that it was routine practice. In Baktu Textile, although the vast majority of women work, of workers are women, the foremen are men. The men are given easier tasks while the women are given the most difficult ones. One has to keep track of 12 benches. Workers are forced to do overtime continuously and involuntarily. They start at 6.30am, but they are not even allowed to have lunch. They only have half an hour's break. In ba- the Baktu textile, textile boss checks the bags of women workers and violates their rights in other ways. Although the law obligates Baktu Textile to have a daycare at the factory, this obligation is not met. The, sit- the sit-in action of the Baktu Textile workers continues on its 119th day and they are demanding that they are reinstated and the, the, that the employer should recognise their union. Solidarity and strength to those um, women textile workers who are standing strong 119 days. Quite an amazing demonstration, that one. And our final story today is a solidarity statement from the World Federation of Trade Unions who condemn the murdering of Palestinians in the city of Jenin. On the morning of Thursday, 26th of January, the Israeli occupation forces launched an operation in the city of Jenin that lasted for four hours. The operation resulted in the death of nine Palestinians, including an old woman. Tens of others were injured, with some of them in critical condition, and the death toll might rise, according to a declaration of the Palestinian Ministry of Health. The occupation forces targeted houses of civilians, causing destruction to the homes of Palestinian as well as to the camp's infrastructure. 
The Palestinian president declared three days of mourning and called upon the international community to put an end to the Israeli crimes against the Palestinian people. The World Federation of Trade Unions, WFTU, on behalf of its 105 million members in 133 countries around the world, once again condemns the Israeli barbarism. At the same time, the WFTU condemns the hypocrisy of the US, NATO and European Union who equalise the perpetrators with the victims and insist on the equal distance policy. We call on the international community to take its role... Um, to stop the constant crimes against Palestinians. We express our undivided international solidarity with the heroic Palestinian people and we convey our sincere condolences to the families of the victims. The Secretariat calls upon the WFTU affiliates and friends, the militant and class-oriented trade unions, to condemn the new crime and variously express their unconditional solidarity with the Palestinian people. So this uh, solidarity statement was published by the WFTU Secretariat and was decided to be delivered by its affiliates in Israeli embassies all over the world as a protest against a new crime against the heroic people of Palestine. And that is all we've got time for on Asia Pacific Currents for another Saturday morning. Thank you for listening. Next week is Subscriber Drive. So if you haven't resubscribed to 3CR, make sure you do resubscribe. And then ask a friend who's never been a subscriber to please subscribe. That's how we do things at Subscriber Drive here at 3CR. So next Saturday, we're going to be reminding you of that. But please um, don't wait till next Saturday. Just get online and subscribe. Um, that's all we've got time for, Jody. Um, yes, and we'll be back next week. Well, you'll be back next week. That's right, with more news and current affairs from the Asia-Pacific region. And coming up next is Palestine Remembered.